Any and all views expressed on the devil in the details are entirely my own. While I am a member of the Church of Satan, I do not speak for the Church of Satan. Details, the show where we talk about skepticism from a satanic perspective. I'm your host, the Satanic Skeptic, and welcome to a new year. It's been three years that I've been doing this podcast, and I can't tell you how grateful I am that people enjoy this as much as they do. I wish that I had the time to put out more frequent content for you all, but sadly, I have a day job. I also have a family, but that's not sad. Anyway, I've seen other podcasters spread themselves too thin and they get burnt out, and I don't want that to happen. I'd rather put out less content that's still high quality and still have the drive and the passion to do what I do. So, with that out of the way, I'd like to share a rather amusing story I covered for the New York City Skeptic Camp last year. I'm a Satanist, you probably couldn't have guessed that. I'm also an animal lover. I have a cat, so... Any kind of urban legends or paranormal stories involving cats immediately get my attention. I've previously delved into the folklore and history of cats, particularly black cats, being associated with witchcraft and the occult. While there's some evidence to suggest that such superstition may have colored people's attitudes towards cats, and at least in part motivated cruelty towards animals, more sensational stories such as Pope Gregory IX sanctioning the mass extermination of cats in Europe do not in fact have merit. That said, not all stories about cats and the supernatural are so bleak. Recently, I learned of a long-standing legend of a demon cat, playfully known as DC, who allegedly haunts the Capitol building of Washington, DC. Let's set the scene a bit. Imagine you're a night watchman, patrolling the echoing, empty corridors of the Capitol. You hear something the meowing of a feral cat. But suddenly, the cat grows to the size of an elephant and pounces at you with a hellish roar. Scary, right? In general, that's how this legend goes. And according to Colleen Shogun, the senior vice president and director of the David M. Rubenstein Center, the earliest mention of this Faustian feline dates back to 1862, when, at the time, the U.S. Capitol's basement was used as a bakery to feed soldiers, and the demon cat appeared there several times. A guard reportedly fired a gun at the cat, and it disappeared. Several other websites echo this same claim, but none provide citation as to where exactly this report came from. The earliest documented account that I've been able to find comes from an early October 1898 Washington Post article, Spooks of the Capitol, The Specters That Haunt the Houses of Congress, in which the cat was described as initially appearing as an ordinary cat, but soon, quote, swells up to the size of an elephant before the eyes of the terrified observer. As someone who's been told their cat is quite large, this claim isn't as absurd as it sounds, albeit probably a bit hyperbolic. Unfortunately, the original 1898 article is not currently available as part of the Washington Post's digital archives, but is referred to in a 2008 Washington Post article by Michael Rosenwald. Fortunately, there are two other contemporary accounts, the Parsons Daily Sun and the Philadelphia Times, both of which ran an article dated October 22, 1898, with each article being nearly identical to the other and agreeing on the facts. 
The report, as it appears verbatim across both articles, is as follows. The demon cat, in whose regard testimony of the utmost seeming authenticity was put on record 35 years ago, has been missing since 1892. One of the watchmen on duty in the building shot at it then, and it disappeared. Since then, until now, nothing more had been heard of it. Interestingly, both articles state that DC has been missing since 1892, before immediately diving into the account of the watchman on duty shooting at it. This seems to suggest that the story of the guard shooting at the demon cat dates from 1892, not 1862. So far, I've not been able to find any accounts earlier than these three 1898 articles. No newspaper article discussing DC has turned up for either 1862 or 1892, suggesting that... While the story may have been circulating as a local legend in the Washington, D.C. area, it likely didn't become a news story across the country until 1898, when it was picked up by the right person, at the right time, to turn it into something more. The 2018 Washington Post article also refers to a 1935 Post article in which, again, a Capitol Police officer is quoted as having shot at a big black cat that seemed to grow as I looked at it. When I shot at the critter, it jumped right over my head. However, this article adds another element to DC's characteristics, namely that the eyes of this elephantined alley trooper are supposed to glow with all the hue and ferocity of the headlights of a fire engine entering one of Washington's notoriously dark alleys. Another alleged attack on a Capitol Police officer, shared on the website esoterics.com, that's esoter with the letter X, has DC roaring as it pounces on its unsuspecting victim its purring changed to a ferocious snarl. There was a deafening roar as the monstrous animal leaped, with claws extended towards its victim. The same website claims, This grisly feline was blamed for an elderly guard's fatal heart attack, and cites the source as, Capitol Police, Congressional Record, Proceedings and Debates of the U.S. Congress, Volume 72, February 1981. Specifically, page 1535. That's 1535. After checking through the Library of Congress congressional records at congress.gov, I didn't find a record volume 172. The most recent volume, dated 2022, is 168. Eventually, I did find the specific quote in its entirety, but not from the congressional records. It was from a book, The Senate, 1789-1989, Addresses on the History of the United States, by Robert C. Byrd, former U.S. Senator who died in 2010. The story, as Byrd told it, is anecdotal. He was simply telling some of the many ghost stories that are native to the Washington, D.C. area, like the ghost of Abraham Lincoln haunting the walls of the White House. Over the years, the legend of the demon cat grew to see the Grimalkin become a harbinger of disaster, supposedly appearing before the advent of national tragedies such as President Lincoln's assassination, the stock market crash of 1929, and President Kennedy's assassination. Strangely enough, other national disasters like the 1901 assassination of President McKinley, Pearl Harbor in 1941, September 11th, or, most recently, the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol, were not presaged by D.C. Then again, we all know how fickle cats can be. Steve Livingood, the chief tour guide of the United States Capitol Historical Society, offered one possible explanation for the demon cat sightings, besides their, you know, actually being a demon cat. In an article for Atlas Obscura published in 2018, Livingood claimed... The story probably goes back to the post-Civil War era. The main thing is that people who would see it particularly were the Night Watchmen. I can put enough pieces together to know where the legend came from. The Night Watchmen were not professionals. They would often be some senator's ne'er-do-well brother-in-law that had a drinking problem. Livin' Good's insinuations, as Atlas Obscura relates, is that 
These early Capitol Guards would often get so drunk they'd fall down, so when one of the building's cats came and licked their face, they assumed it must have been monster-sized. Because many of the Capitol Guards were appointees and had friends in high places, they allegedly couldn't be fired for being drunk on the job so easily. Livingood argues, the other guards realize that if they see the cat and get attacked, then they can get a day off. And that's how history gets written. I reached out to Mr. Livingood with questions about the legend and whether there was any documentation he might be able to share regarding it. And he responded, It is my perception that ghosts are uncomfortable with documentation and will actively resist scrutiny. In fact, the file in the curator's office, which I had used in my initial research, mysteriously disappeared when I attempted to access it again, and the curator's staff could not recall its existence. So I have come to accept any rumors as the best available documentation and report them accordingly. While it could be the case that DC may have knocked the documents off the shelf in tricky feline fashion, it seems to me more likely that Mr. Livingood, who is a tour guide and in the business of telling stories and entertaining people, may be himself contributing to the legend. And while intoxication might have certainly played a part in the exaggeration of certain details, it is not a necessary condition for the mistaken perception of perfectly ordinary pussycats. Given the right circumstances, perfectly rational and intelligent people can misperceive or misremember some phenomenon and misinterpret it as something supernatural or paranormal. Livingood was correct when he said, the main thing is that the people who would see it particularly were the night watchmen. Naturally, one of the primary senses that human beings rely on is that of sight. Take that away, and the ability for an eyewitness to accurately perceive something is greatly impaired. In some cases, the unique architectural features or state of being of a building may contribute to its perception as being haunted. Doors which are hung incorrectly may close by themselves. Floors which are uneven may cause objects to roll across them as though moved by some unforeseen force. In the case of the Capitol building, both unique architecture and circumstance may have converged to give birth to the demon cat legend. An 1892 article in the Washington, D.C. newspaper, The Evening Star, reads, But the Capitol is the greatest place in Washington for cats. The huge structure is fairly a swarm with them, and at night they scamper about in troops. Nobody knows how many of them there are, but the watchmen reckon them by scores. At about 10 o'clock every night, they begin a mad racing through the empty corridors, which are made to resound with their cries. The acoustic effects produced are astonishing. A favorite place for cat concerts is the whispering gallery down below, known as the crypt, where the feeblest sound is magnified into a roar. Not only did this seem to corroborate the 1935 account of the demon cat's deafening roar, but it fit perfectly with other accounts claiming DC is specific in its haunting, roaming around the basement crypt of the Capitol building, a space that was originally intended as George Washington's burial chamber. As an aside, the crypt and the Whispering Gallery are, in fact, two separate parts of the Capitol building. The crypt refers to the vaulted space beneath the rotunda, so named due to its resemblance to similar arches and churches. The Whispering Gallery refers to the National Statuary Hall, named for the half-dome shape which produces an acoustical effect whereby, in some spots, a speaker many yards away may be heard more clearly than one closer at hand. That being said, both areas of the building have architectural properties which would enhance the acoustics of any caterwauling. Like many ghost stories in folklore, the details of this tabby tale have changed over time, or have been forgotten entirely. What likely began as a local legend spread by word of mouth was picked up by journalists and authors who immortalized it in print. From there, it was passed on from website to website in the digital age. Following the facts, it's not hard to imagine that some of the Night Watchmen probably had a good scare now and then from the scores of feral cats racing through the empty corridors. 
much like the alleged demon cat itself, over time, such stories grew and grew, morphing into something perfectly prosaic to something paranormal. If you like this episode and want to hear more, you can check out The Devil in the Details on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon Podcast, manifest this podcast into your podcast app of choice. There's never been a more important time to stand up for truth and facts than now, so please consider donating to the Center for Inquiry, the parent organization for the magazine I write for, Skeptical Inquirer. You'll be supporting me by proxy. For just $5 a month, you can get advanced invitation to events hosted by the Center for Inquiry, pre-sale tickets, and special discounts, and you'll receive the quarterly newsletter, Free Thought in Action. If you can spare $10 a month, like me, you'll get all of the above, plus, plus, both a digital and print subscription to either magazine of your choice. Free Inquiry, the magazine for humanism, atheism, and all those living without religion, or Skeptical Inquirer, the magazine that I write for, which is committed to science, skepticism, and investigation. If you have any questions or would like to shoot me a line, you can reach me on Facebook at The Devil in the Details. My handle is Satanic Skeptic. Maybe consider subscribing to the podcast, liking the Facebook page. You can also check out the articles that I write for Skeptical Inquirer at skepticalinquirer.org and for more pop culture-related skepticism at aiptcomics.com. Until then... The devil of doubt calls forth mankind to challenge all things, question all things. May the Luciferian light of reason guide you on your way ever forward. Hail science. Hail reason. Hail Satan.